Back to throw Garoppolo. Under some pressure. He is brought down by Quinn Williams. I thought he handled it well. He's only going to get better from it. And welcome to a week three edition of the Numbers Game presented by Bet365. I'm your host, Dan Grassa. Pleased to be joined, as always, by my co-host from the NFL Network, Cynthia Freeland. And Cynthia, good to be with you again. And I know that you're looking forward to some more football here for week number three. How are you? The entire week is full of an awesome slate, so I'm really looking forward to this weekend entirely. And more importantly, though, for the Jets, they're just trying to break into the win column. A 31-13 to loss on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers in the home opener. But a disturbing trend here over the first couple of weeks for the Jets, trailing 21-3 to at halftime in each of the first two weeks. And for a team dealing with as many injuries as the Jets are, specifically on offense, falling behind that early, probably not the best way to ensure victory. It's very hard when you're playing with fewer players and this weird season with all these different nuances without a preseason, it is incredibly hard to come from behind, especially larger the deficit, the harder it is to come behind. That's really simple math, but everyone knows that it always holds true. <laughs> and especially what they gave up on Sunday, an 80-yard touchdown on the first play of the game. Raheem Mostert broke loose there for the 49ers. Certainly not the way you want to begin a game. But if you look at the performance specifically of the defense here, there were a couple of notables. And first and foremost, the continued progression of one Quinnen Williams, the number one pick for them in 2019, had arguably, Cynthia, his most disruptive day as a pro in Sunday's loss. Yeah, so when I go to measure what makes someone disruptive and what these pressures are caused by, you can really correlate the time it takes them to get off the line of scrimmage. So what you're seeing from Quinn and Williams is an increased explosiveness. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but 0.3 seconds. Think about how quick a snap goes, though. That is a huge uptick. Bigger uptick in terms of you know the ability to gain those pressures, the ability to gain an extra jump or two on an offensive lineman and the ability to have more sacks. So this is a hugely promising stat out of him, and I love looking to see his progression. It's going to be a big one against the Colts this week. And now when you look at the Jets, too, how they can possibly turn this around, right? I think if you look both offensively and defensively, the third down category is something that they certainly would like to improve upon. If you look at last Sunday, San Francisco was 6 of 7 on third down in just the first half alone when they really began to separate themselves in the football game. And that was after they were 2 for 13 offensively in week number one. So that hurt the Jets there. And then conversely, you look at the Jets on offense, only 36% conversions on third downs, that's 28th in the National Football League, sustaining drives, moving the change. That's something that they would like to improve upon starting Sunday in Indianapolis. Yeah, one of the ways that they could potentially do this is probably taking quicker time between possessions. So if you look to see the time between first and second down, if they go a little bit faster, we've seen Sam Darnold have a lot of success when they speed up and get a little bit more tempo. I agree with you there. He feels comfortable in that role, playing fast. As you said, the up-tempo offense, that's something he's shown some success with. We'll look to see if that incorporate that more in the offense moving forward. Speaking of Sam, though, 21 to 32, 179 yards in, and a touchdown in the loss against the 49ers. The touchdown pass, though, a brilliant improv play, escaped the pressure, and then rolled left, then threw across his body to connect with Braxton Berrios for that touchdown. And he saw it reflective in the passer rating week one versus week two. 
Yeah, big uptick in passer rating, almost 15 points. Passer rating is kind of this weird thing because it does factor in some of the things beyond just completion percentage, right? You can get a really high completion percentage and throw only short passes and still not earn first down. So passer rating is a little bit more complete look at all of it. The interesting part here was more about the turnovers, right? Like you saw obviously no turnover, so th there was no interception in week two. And that play to Braxton Barris was actually very kind of what Sam Darnold does really well. Those We've talked about it before, those off-platform throws and blazingly accurate given that he didn't have his feet set in any way, shape, or form, right? So it didn't look like it was going to be good. And yet he was able to really connect with Braxton Barrios, who you know we saw a lot of in the preseason, but the, this is an injury situation. So Barrios has really stepped up. And lastly here, you look at the running back position. Frank Gore got the bulk of the workload last week against the 49ers. Old, reliable, and for someone at his age, what he was able to absorb on Sunday, you don't see that very often, do you? Nope. Well, he's, what, 37 years and 129 days old last week when he became the oldest player in NFL history to have 20 or more carries in a single game. He had 21. That's a fun stat. He's just the ageless wonder, and he continues. What, we have another revenge game this week? Like, all of the games are revenge games for Frank Gore. Absolutely. You check him off the list. It seems like he's played with every team in the National Football League during his time in the NFL here. We're just getting started here on the numbers game presented by Bet365. When we come back, we'll get into some over-unders for this week's game against the Colts and also dig a little bit deeper into the individual performances of some of the green and white. This is the numbers game presented by Bet365. Join Bet365 now and discover the power of the world's favorite sports book. Watch thousands of live games. Build your own bets. You can even bet on games while they're still being played. Seriously. And if you can't watch the games live, we'll alert you of any changes. Nice. We're the world's favorite sports book, and this is no ordinary betting app. And we welcome you back into the numbers game presented by Bet365. I'm your host, Dan Grassa, alongside Cynthia Freeland. And Cynthia, Time now to turn the page a little bit here and look to Sunday's game against the Indianapolis Colts. And we'll get into a little bit of over-unders. We know we like to do that here on the show. And we'll start with our pal Braxton Berrios, who got a lot of workload last week against the 49ers. Eight targets to be specific. You figure that his role is still going to be there in the game plan this week. So we'll start with this one for Braxton Berrios. Over-under, two and a half receptions against the Indianapolis Colts. This one seems a little too easy-peasy to me. I have at least three receptions. Think about those targets. You said eight targets last game against the 49ers. I think they're going to need even more targets to go to Barrios because they'll have more time to game plan and figure out how to exploit the fact that Malik Hooker, the safety for the Colts, he is no longer playing, so they'll be able to use the middle of the field. Braxton Barrios, at least three receptions. I agree with you 100%. This is easy money. Take it to the bank, right? As long as Braxton Berrios is out there on the field, knock on wood, of course, I think it's a slam dunk. He's going to be a major player in this offense against the Indianapolis Colts. A guy who's been a major player, really, so far the first two weeks, and there were a lot of expectations going in, and he has delivered, and then some. We're talking about the Big Mountain, the first-round pick, Makai Becton, who Pro Football Focus has rated as the highest-graded offensive rookie in all the National Football League. Boy, he has not disappointed, has he? 
No, and I have him exactly rated the same way. He's allowed three pressures in any way that I can measure pressures at all. I've been spending a lot of time measuring big men and pressures. That's kind of like my thing. I even got like my degree measuring 300 pound men's ability to not let quarterbacks get pressured. That's like a thing I did. So <laughs> three pressures is leading all rookies. And by the way, it ranks 11th in the NFL overall. He is not disappointing. I would like him to protect me from anything that's coming my way. He's been super fun, and I love watching him in pressers, too. All right, let's use the sack total here as one of our over-unders. Over-under, one-and-a-half quarterback sacks for this Jets defense against Indy on Sunday. Which way are you leaning? Okay, this is a great O-line they're facing. So I was a little, when I was doing the math here and doing all the different matchups to figure it out, I wasn't say, I'm not going to say I was surprised, but I think at least two sacks are going to happen in this game, partly because of Phillip Rivers' tendency to hold on to the ball for a little bit longer. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a coverage sack. And that definitely could be the case. And Indianapolis has only allowed three sacks so far in the first two weeks. You said a very good offensive line. Rivers does hold on to the football a long time. But the Jets come at you with waves. Greg Williams is sneaky when it comes to cooking up pressures. Think about it. Half of the Jets' six quarterback sacks this year have come from DB. So he's got guys coming from all over the place. I think that also will be an over for the Jets on Sunday. When we return on the numbers game presented by Bet365, we'll look in a little bit deeper into Sunday's opponent, the Indianapolis Colts, plus have another over-under for you to get you set for kickoff. This is the numbers game presented by Bet365. Chill! Chill! I got you, chill! I got you. You know, this is going to be a, a coming out party for Quinnen. He's going to make some big plays for this team, and he, he performed well. Also, a good play by Quinnen Williams. He's going to line up over the center, shoot that A gap, and be into the backfield. Back to throw Garoppolo. Has time under some pressure. Hit around the ankles, and he'll be sacked. He is brought down by Quinnen Williams. Ah! Bro, he wasn't even. I, if I would have stayed on my feet, bro, I would have just had to like tap the ball. All his back to throw, off his back foot. He'll be sacked all the way back at the 10 yard line. Lost the football. Looks like it's Quinnen Williams again for his second sack. It was third down at six from his own 39 yard line. Get show blitz, they'll rush four. Mullins hit as he throws, and it's intercepted. Off the tip, running left. The Jets get the pick, it's Pierre Desir. Down the sideline, inside the 25, and knocked out of bounds at the Niners 23. I'll say overall, I thought Quinn and Williams played outstanding today. He's taken the next step, and you know we're only gonna see him do that week by week by week. And we welcome you back into the numbers game presented by Bet365. Dan Grasso alongside Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network. And let's look at the opponent here for Sunday. The Indianapolis Colts broke into the win column last week, a 28-11 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Phillip Rivers, their new gunslinger, completing 77% of his passes the first two weeks, Cynthia. But when you look at the contrast between weeks one and two for Indianapolis, his pass attempts kind of correlate with the results for the Colts, don't they? Well, first of all, I love that you just use the word correlate. Like, we're such a math show hey. here. It's so perfect. <laughs> Educational football show. That's what this is. Right. So if you look to see what happened in week one in their loss to the Jags, which was kind of a surprise loss, he took 46 passing attempts. And then if you look to see what happened in week two against, obviously, the Minnesota Vikings, 
Kirk Cousins turned the ball over a lot. But Phillip Rivers only had to take 25 passing attempts, and it was a completely different story. Two different ball games. One was a 17-point loss, the other one or a 17-point win, and the other was a loss. So when it comes down to looking at what the tendencies to beat Phillip Rivers are, keep the man passing. If he keeps taking pass attempts, interceptions will come. There were two interceptions in that game against the Jags, and then there was only one in the game against the Vikings, and they were not penalized for it. The points off turnovers didn't matter, right? So ultimately in this one, the strategy is to keep Phillip Rivers passing. Let him beat himself. And we'll, That's what the strategy is. And we'll get into that a little bit later on, too, with an over-under, I'm sure. But he does have another weapon in the backfield this season, and that in the form of the rookie, Jonathan Taylor, who's now absorbing the bulk of the workload with Marlon Mack done for the season. Jonathan Taylor had a great career at Wisconsin. He's a South Jersey guy. But last week, goes over 100 yards. That's not too commonplace for a Colts rookie, is it? Nope. Last time it happened was 2012 with Vic Ballard, if you remember back then. Sure, 2012. That is a while, but Taylor looks to be a very, very promising prospect for this football team. You flip over to the other side of the ball on defense. Colts have a couple of studs there, led, of course, by Darius Leonard, who became the first player to record 300 tackles in his first 30 games in the NFL. The guy's a beast. He's all over the place, but he's just one part of this unit because collectively, they're as good as anybody statistically, at least the first two weeks of the season. First two weeks of the season, fewest yards per game, 208 yards allowed per game. By the way, Darius Leonard did get his wedding ring back. If you go Google it, he accidentally, when he was giving a fan his glove, he included his wedding ring. So they were nice enough to give it back to him. Always good to, you don't want to lose that because that'll get you in real trouble with when you get home. And I mean, that's a whole other message you don't want to have to deal with if you're Darius Leonard. Football is hard enough for him. All right, we talked about the interceptions and Phillip Rivers' penchant for turnovers. He's thrown three picks already so far this season. So let's get a little betting angle in this whole thing, okay? Over under 0.5 interceptions for Phillip on Sunday against this Jets defense. What are you leaning towards there? I would probably say two interceptions would be something that I would think is a very realistic opportunity, given the amount of pressure that the Jets have been able to generate an opposing quarterback. So if you, th if I think two, that I most certainly think one. I would agree with you there. See, we're on the same page with all of these over-unders today. We're kind of leaning the same way. I don't know what that says about us, but, you know, we're on the same wavelength, which is good. I think Rivers definitely is throwing one up for grabs this week, and hopefully the Jets could turn that into some points. That's the key with any sort of turnover here. Okay, when we peek ahead to the upcoming schedule for the New York Jets, yes, they're back on the road Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. Then a very quick turnaround. They're coming right back to MetLife Stadium. Thursday night, primetime, under the lights, national TV against the Denver Broncos team, which is all banged up. They'll likely see Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. So a team that's already banged up to begin with, this is going to be a challenge, Cynthia. Two games in five days for the green and white. And also one thing that is kind of an underrated sneaky statistic is the fact that they're changing style of quarterbacks in a very short turnaround. So Phillip Rivers is a pocket passer. He's not really a mobile threat. That's not his game, right? Whereas if it's just Jeff Driscoll, he is a mobile quarterback. In fact, when he was with Detroit, he averaged over 50 yards per game on the ground. So changing styles like that is something that will give Greg Williams an opportunity to flex what this defense really has. All right, Cynthia, this was a lot of fun as always. Remember, mark your calendar. We got an early week next week, so we'll be back with you a little bit earlier in the week than usual, but we'll do it again here. Enjoy the game on Sunday. You too. All right, for Cynthia Freeland, I'm Dan Grassa. This has been the Numbers Game presented by Bet365. Enjoy the game, everybody.